What is up, everyone? Welcome to Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. This is our series, Van Life Stories, where Amy and I, I as in Caleb, the one speaking, uh, catch you up today on our life living out of a converted Sprinter van, which we have been doing now for, what, one, a little over one and a half years? Should we start counting the days again? <laughs> well, okay, we're in what? Did we decide chapter two or book two of book Van Life two. now? Remember? But, yes. Book one ended at the end of November when we got to Arizona. Right, after we had left Nashville. That was yes. our, that was the conclusion to book one. Mm-hmm. And now book two started with our time wintering in the desert, mm-hmm. which we have survived. Yeah. Or uh, the first half of the book. We'll say part one of book two okay. is winter <laughs> in the desert. And uh, it is now, it's not winter anymore. It is spring. And this is our second spring in the van, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah. So this is really the only season in the van that we haven't done twice. Spring. Yeah, this would be... Once we've done this one, then we'll start summer again, which will be the third time of summer Right. Again. So Isn't spring, that kind of crazy? Like, spring is the only one that we're going in the spring kind of only having done it once, but every other season now we've done twice yeah, in yeah. the van, which seems crazy to think about. So we're around um, in that final lap yeah, for year two. For year, for lap two, yeah, yes. Yeah. Got to get through spring, which is, I know we've talked about, is one of the hardest months in terms of uh, weather and just planning travel. Would yeah. you agree? Oh, I 100% would agree. And it's so weird because I feel like before living in a van, I like always really, really looked forward to spring. And I think a lot of people do because it's like you're coming out of winter, like you're coming out of that hibernation season. You start to see things blooming and like start to see leaves on trees. And all of that is awesome and super, super exciting. But if you really want to be in the areas where that happens... You're going to have to be further north, and we're just not there yet. So we right. haven't really seen signs of spring. <laughs> I was going to say, what trees have you been seeing around here that are blooming? Because uh, I see lots of sand yeah. and dirt. Yeah. So we haven't really... We don't get to see those signs of spring. The signs of spring for us are, oh, it's getting too hot in the desert. We need to move up north. And so it's interesting, yeah, because being in a house, like I really loved and looked forward to spring. But now spring is the hardest... We've talked about it. It is the hardest season for us to be in the van and yes, we're definitely missing all that, missing all those signs of spring. Although I have been hearing more birds, which is nice. Yeah. But, I don't know if my ears just aren't as attuned to the birds yet yeah. as you are, but yeah, you have noted that you've heard I've commented plenty many of birds. Yes, many of times. <laughs> I don't know if that's a spring thing or if I just haven't been paying attention over the winter. But uh, it is, uh, you know, especially since we've been this winter, we've met a lot more people who have been, you know, either starting this kind of nomadic life or have been on it for a while, but have never kind of really done the seasons where like they, they, they kind of got rid of winter by just, mm-hmm. you know, going down to the desert, which is what we do. Um, and that's pretty easy because through basically December, January and February in the desert, the weather is extremely consistent. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you hit March, you hit April and the areas that were extremely consistent and comfortable now start to get borderline too hot. Yeah. Uh, which is one reason why we still love Arizona, because while Tucson's great in the winter, once March hit, it starts getting into the 80s. And so we can just go north to like Sedona and higher elevation. But still, the, that's I mean... We've had to sit down in this week and like plan our travels for the month of April, which is like, I know, I think the last episode we were saying like, we're basically not planners. Like I don't even plan what I'm going to do tomorrow, but we were about to flounder in April if we didn't have any kind of plan. So it's different too, because we were just so like rooted there and like, that's where we were staying. So yeah, we weren't having to make plans. 
And in spring, if you're not making plans, you're going to encounter some really uncomfortable situations. Yeah, you're going to have a few days where you get extremely hot weather, mm-hmm. extremely cold weather, or you kind of might just get like stuck somewhere. Yeah. Um, even though you think, like you were saying, spring should open up more travel, mm-hmm. but it's like you got to be very cautious. This is where my 20 plus locations on my weather app really comes in handy because I can see the scope of how the weather's changing across the west and then in the northwest. Oh, you to meteorologist, know, you. I am a meteorologist. <laughs> call me, call me meteorologist, Caleb. Meteorologist Cal. No, I like that one. No, not pending. I'm, no, okay. I'm discarding that trail name. Gotcha. I'm not meteorologist Cal. Okay. But it is, like, really hard, even, like, making our way. So now we are officially in Utah. Officially. Officially. Yeah, but it feels really... Are we officially in Utah? We are, but, like, tomorrow we could go into Arizona again very easily. We do we need to go in Arizona? Is Horseshoe Bend in Arizona or Utah? It is in in Arizona. Arizona. (laughs) So we will technically cross back into Arizona tomorrow to see Horseshoe Bend. Yeah. Uh, That's the plan as of now. Look at us planning. We're such (laughs) planners now. Disregard the last episode. This is this episode is all about (laughs) Kami slash Caleb and Amy being planners. Kami. Wow. Kami. Shout out to Jen and Bryce. Um, but yeah, the spring just gets hard and you kind of, you know, where in the winter it's like, okay, we can just go down into Arizona and basically just hang out in the good weather for as long as it takes, which is like mm-hmm. two to three months. Now the spring, you got to like, we're being forced out of those areas, but we can't just like head straight back north because those areas are still too cold. It's still snowing in Colorado, so we don't want to be there yet. So now we got to take, we got to like plan a detour slowly to like meander away through trying to hit the good weather while mm-hmm. also like getting some good spots so Mm -hmm. that's where we're at and that's how we've ended up at lake powell in utah yes wow (laughs) and now we're caught up right (laughs) now what else what all happened since we left tucson i mean we left tucson and we immediately left and we had a really nice surprising like we called it like a van life retreat weekend yes and it was super cool because we didn't really plan it Speaking of planning, we're going to go back to our not planning days. So are we planners or are we not planners? That is the question that only you can answer at the end of this podcast. (laughs) So we didn't really plan it, but we just knew that um, some of our friends that we've met up up with this winter were going to be all in Phoenix around the same time for like a final weekend. We thought at the time it was going to be like the final weekend before we kind of all dispersed. The final weekend to like see them again before spring opens up and you can travel everywhere. Right? Yeah. So we met up with them. (laughs) I can't speak. And um, it was totally, yeah, it became like an unexpected like retreat weekend. Like we just like totally chilled. It was awesome. We played Mario Kart in the van. So we had one, two, three. We had five people gaming in the van at one point. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. We just woke up slow, had slow mornings with coffee and food and dogs and gamed a little bit when it would rain. We went on a short little hike around the area. Don't forget we played PP Pot Rock. I was getting to that. You were getting to the PP Pot Rock. I had to just, I mean, that was like the the peak of the weekend, basically. Oh, wow. Okay. I thought. Peak for you. Or the tip of the weekend. Yes. If that. Okay. (laughs) We made up a game called PP Pot Rock that we played. Very simple. You just try to land a rock in a pot, and it got the name PP because Banjo, one of the dogs, ended up peeing in it later. Well, we had also we we repurposed the pot because the pot was found amongst mm-hmm. the desert. We did not leave it. Uh, we found it. Someone else had trashed it. Which I don't know why you're going to leave a pot in the desert, but it smelled <laughs> like it had previously. 
been peed in. Probably. So. Which is why I feel like I'm sure that's why Banjo peed in it. Because, you know, when dogs yeah. smell pee, they go pee. And that's why we naturally just like, oh, hey, this looks like a pot someone's peed in. Let's use it to play a game. <laughs> and so that's where PP Pot Rock came from. And I believe I was the inaugural winner. Oh yeah, you, I mean we didn't really have a scoring like we didn't have a, we didn't have a mark of whoever hit, hits this first. Uh, wins, I was keeping you, track. I'm, no, sure. I'm just kidding. I think you were the only one keeping track. <laughs> we played PP Pot Rock. We made food. We had fires. It was just so it was so relaxing and effortless. You know, like the way everything just like flowed and happened. We did some yoga. We did some sunset yoga together. You led some yoga. You yes. led the sunset yes. yoga. I yeah, it was it. a good little moment that we haven't had a lot of these these other. I don't know. You know, we were just talking this morning with these people about mm-hmm. using the term van life and how it's like overused, but I don't know how else to describe it. They're van lifers. <laughs> I'm, we're van they lifers. They live their life in a van. They live their life in a van. How about yeah. that? That seems just not No, that's where the concise. term comes from. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was just a cool little, like we, in, in, intentional community was the term that kept mm-hmm. coming up that weekend where, you know, we had spent time together down in Tucson, kind of in like a neighborhood setting. Like, but this one was like, hey, we're all going to be around this area for the weekends. Uh, this might be the last weekend. We'll see all ju- see all of each other. And mm-hmm. so we just got together, like parked in a little circle and just had like a, just kind of let the days come to us for a few days and just like hung out and just, you know, let the world lead us where we needed to be and saw some really big longhorn cattle. Yeah, and some choyas and a deadly scorpion and yeah played pp pot rock great weekend well it was just really cool because like it really was just one day like we got there on a saturday night hung out all day sunday and then we left monday morning so mm-hmm. it really was just like one day and that one sunday we all were kind of like we'd be like it'd be fun if we did this or what if we did this and we ended up actually doing all those things you know like we were like i remember when we were sitting there having breakfast like, we were like, hey, we should do some yoga today at some point. We're like, okay, we should go on a hike today like, at some point. I think we've listed them all in yeah. this combo. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> it was just cool. Like, you want to take it, like, talking about planning. Like, we didn't plan any of that, but we just would speak it, and eventually it just naturally happened. Speak it into existence. And that's really what kind of made it feel like a retreat in a way. Like, it just the way everything naturally flowed and happened. It yeah. was really cool. It was really rejuvenating. Yes. And, and it, it was funny because we thought that was going to be our last time kind of seeing all those people. Not the case. <laughs> Guess what? Three weekends later, we're still parked around those people. Yes. Uh, they were right outside the door. <laughs> yes, yes. And now it's just become, well, that was like a very intentional van life retreat. <laughs> this has just kind of become a traveling intentional community yeah. of van life. Yeah. Uh, week in and week out. And it's been something that we were kind of missing. I, I don't know if you're missing, but it's just something we just did not have the first year. It's year. been a new experience, a new like addition to the lifestyle. Yes. That we didn't have a lot of experience with. Like, you know, we've been talking about how we're reliving seasons and how we've, like, gained a lot of insight from the first time we did them. Like, this is something that's, this is a new piece that, like, is totally brand new for us. But like, it's been beautiful. And it's yeah. been cool, you know, having everyone's doing it, you know, a little bit differently. This is, But this is also the most similar we've kind of come across other people. Since everyone's leaving out of a van, everyone essentially has jobs and um, dogs and dogs <laughs> lots of dogs you know i'm sure if you go back and listen to our campfire chats with these people mm-hmm. which you should um mm-hmm. we were all connected through our dogs and so that's been we've kind of just been traveling together um and just you know having each other's backs hanging out telling stories having campfires celebrating birthdays great. yes celebrating birthdays which it was your birthday yesterday happy birthday amy i'm telling you, you on the podcast thank you. you hadn't said happy birthday to me i think I you forgot yesterday this is belated happy birthday <laughs> so 
You know, I only do it for the show, for the cast. Yes. I do it for the cast. Okay. So, you know, everyone knows that, you know, I remember your birthday and stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's just for appearances. <laughs> but after the van life retreat, uh, we had an Airbnb. Yeah, we did. And it was our first repeat Airbnb. And it was your first one in like three months, three and three a half and months. Half. I was very, very ready for it. I think that's probably the longest I think I had been since we've been in the van without staying not in the van, whether it was a hotel or Airbnb or friend's house. Like, yeah, I think that I was can't my say longest that stretch. Because I had a few hotel nights up in Idaho, which yes. we talked about. But yeah, you had gone like a long since. I was a warrior. Since, since like Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving week without having to like be under, I guess the week after Thanksgiving, yes, my bad. Yeah. First week of December to like not be under hot running water and to have an oven. You know, and, I took advantage of those things. And a big screen TV with a sound bar <laughs> and a couch. Yeah. What what did it feel did like what did it feel like this time for you? You know, it's funny. It actually I think we've like we both talked about this. It felt like I was so ready for it. And I think, like always, I think I really was able to like relax and take advantage of the things that I want to take advantage of when we're staying in a house. But I also left it feeling pretty tired because we played a lot of Stardew Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we could have we tried to release a podcast episode that week, yeah, but we, did. Uh, we were too caught up playing Stardew Valley. Yeah. Which, um, if you don't know what that game is, you should go look it up. You can get it on mobile phones. Yeah, you can. If, if I'm correct, we did so learn you that. don't need it. We played on Switch, but it's basically kind of like a farming simulator. Yeah, but. And, like, that was something we knew we wanted to do going into it because this Airbnb, as you said, is our first repeat Airbnb. So we have stayed at this one before. So we knew it has a very, very nice big TV and it's got a great sound bar. So we were like, we really want to take advantage of the entertainment. And a comfy couch, which we don't have a couch out here. Yeah. We really had... wanted to take advantage of the entertainment that this place had to offer. And we did. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, six hours of Stardew Valley a day. Yeah. No shame in that at all. No, we would not... wake up in the morning, have coffee, start playing Stardew Valley, make breakfast around noon, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then do, you know, kind of go our separate ways. You still have do to work. work. Yeah. Do work. You got to do work. work. But, yeah, you asked how I felt after. So I felt pretty tired, honestly, from all that. My Like, my eyes were hurting from just, like, staring at a screen so intensely for so long because I get very intense in this game. And it was fall during the time on our farm, so we were, like, farming a lot. Um, it was harvest season. Harvest season. We were harvesting. But it was, no, it was good. It was nice to just, like, like, we don't ever do that. We don't ever just wake up and play video. We don't have the power to do that. We don't have the... Like the darkness to do that, like which just it was good. What's well, the yeah? Like I, we I didn't know that was gonna happen. <laughs> I knew I wanted to play it and kind of just yeah. That that's just one of the things about staying off the road when you're like full time nomad. And uh, we talked about this before, but we were told going into it like one of the tips that we had heard was like even though you're gonna be on the road full time in these amazing spots and like living loving life. Like, take some intentional time to be off the road, whether that's mm -hmm. a hotel room, whether that's an Airbnb, whether that's staying in the friend's house. I feel like the first year we had done just a really good intentional job of, like, making that happen between all three. Between yeah. getting Airbnbs and then also staying at friend's house when the travels called for it. Um, going back into the winter, you know, we knew that we were very comfortable around Tucson. So, it didn't feel like we necessarily needed all of that, but... It, it came to the point where we needed it. And yeah, everything you said, the great part about it is you can kind of just like, hey, let's 
watch TV all day. You know, <laughs> that is like a thing of the past for us now. Or yeah. like, let's play video games all day. Or, or let's just gonna... take four baths today. Yeah. Or... Like we don't have to like, I mean, and I know we maybe should but <laughs> when we're in the Airbnbs, but we don't have to like, you know, be as conscious in conserving water because it yeah. just is there always <laughs> that's true that's you know true. because they have plumbing and <laughs> and stuff and yeah they're not just working on tanks so yeah we i think we just kind of really embraced of just like hey you know live it up in this house for a few days get comfortable do stuff you don't do on a regular basis in the van life and it feels really rejuvenating afterwards i feel like within three days we kind of get our little fix yeah it does and kind of the crazy thing i think about this restay or this like staying at this house again mm -hmm. that we for the the first one that we've stayed at twice we looked back on the calendar and realized the last time we stayed there was literally that same week last year yeah which was not planned at all no which no. is crazy we were yeah we were like you know, when was the last time we stayed in this house and it was literally the week same week same week just the year before yeah which, so i guess we're kind of, kind of on the same pace <laughs> as kind we, of but last year remember we were heading north to south when yeah, we stayed we were coming back we were down, coming back down had, to tucson we had to go up to moab and to colorado at the beginning of march last this year, year we we're going south yeah. to north yeah so a little twist there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but now we're in lake powell we did spend some time in sedona last week which was busy as shit it kind of made me uh, i like i don't know if you remember like when we first got there i was like oh i'm so happy to be back in sedona because i really really love that area obviously like it's obviously stunning and gorgeous yes. and like i do love the vibe and just kind of i don't know a lot of the things that i a lot of the shops and the art and the crystals and the rocks and the people that i see there are really the vortexes i really like yeah the energy like the overall but it, it it's kind of getting out of control oh it's getting a little out of control it's just very 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 busy and i think everyone else is on the same page as me, and so everyone's going there now. Well, it's one of those things, like, <laughs> these parts of the desert that are extremely, extremely seasonal to where, yeah. like, Sedona and even parts of Utah basically have, like, two to four months a mm -hmm. year where it's reasonable to hang out there, which is, like, you know, March and April and then the fall. September and October. September, October. Yeah. And if you, like, you, if you're not there in those windows, it could be extremely uncomfortable. So... That, I mean, we were, uh, it was hard to like complain because like we were one of those people who were trying to be in Sedona this time because it's like the only window of opportunity yeah. with good weather that you can like exist comfortably there. But it seems like everyone who lives on the road was also doing the same thing, especially this year. So we like, we had to, we couldn't stay on the same spot. We mm -hmm. had stayed last year, which was, um, it has tons of spots. We checked out another spot that was packed as well. Mm -hmm. Service was shit. So eventually we stayed up in this area around Rimrock. That was pretty cool, but it was pretty far outside Sedona. You know, it took like almost an hour to get into town sometimes. Traffic mm -hmm. was always pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it's just a busy season, but I don't know. It's like, and it's not just road lifers who make it busy. It's also, I mean, that's obviously if people who don't live on the road but want to go visit Sedona, those are the best months. Those to are go the best to. months. Yeah. So, so lots of tourists are just coming yeah. into to Sedona at that time, even yeah. if they're not like camping in the spots we're at. Mm -hmm. The city in the town of Sedona gets extremely busy. Yeah, and it's not it is not built to hold the number of people that are there trying to explore and have fun. Which makes sense. I mean, 
Makes sense. It's a town. Yeah. It's basically yeah. like a little national park town yeah. and cramming tons of people in within like a month and a half is, uh, it can be overwhelming. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, unfortunately we kind of like, we need to find another route. Yeah. We need to plan something because we can't just keep being stuck around Sedona in this areas where, yeah, we're just, we're. Yeah. 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 I have no way to finish that sentence. Okay. But it's just, it deal was, with it. It was something different because like as we've talked about like reliving this these seasons we've kind of known where we like to go and what we like you know we have this arsenal of places to stay and arsenal, that good word that kind of like threw us for a loop because it was like we had planned on just being in sedona and we knew spots to stay and they, at that moment they were all kind of taken and we were like well it's kind of like we're in guess we gotta one. move on we're yeah like day one again like okay well where can we go what do we do do we try to make this work or do we pivot and figure something else out so that's where the that's really where the whole thing of us trying to plan something came from. Because I, I think if it hadn't been as busy, we probably could have gotten stuck in Sedona for who knows, like yeah. into April. Yeah. Um, but seeing how busy it was, seeing how much of a hard time we were having, like finding good spots, finding good spots with good service mm -hmm. so that we could like adequately work on a week to week basis just wasn't happening. So that's where we had to sit down and be like, all right, we got to plot. We got to, one, get out of Sedona, unfortunately, and two, like find a route that's going to be like plausible for our mm -hmm. travels. Yeah. Um, and it's going to take us to some new spots. We're already at one, Lake yeah. Powell in Utah, which yeah. is all dried up right now. So still very pretty. But <laughs> It's uh, a really cool area, but it is kind of sad to see how low the water is or how little, like there's no water. There's no water. Yeah. Like the spot we're at, there should be a whole lake around this big mm -hmm. rock and it's literally dry. I'm yeah. not saying you can walk to the rock because the ground is still very soft yeah. and we dealt with that yesterday with our dogs getting stuck <laughs> up to their chest in mud or like clay. clay. Yeah, like sinking yeah. clay. But yeah, the water is all dried up and uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. It's, but that's it's still a really cool area and a great camping spot. Yeah. Um, so we've decided to then now like take a new scenic route. We know like a scenic Mo route. Moab is our end game. Yes. As of now. And we could have just gone straight there from Sedona. That's an easy like five hour straight shot. Or we decided to start taking the scenic route and go to some places we haven't been before. Like Lake Powell, which we are now. Uh -huh. We're hoping to eventually like, you know, make a little nice loop. There's some national parks around that we can hit up. Um, that we haven't explored much and kind of take our time and check out some new places and new spots before getting to Moab, which is interesting because this is such a new feeling. It's been so long. I feel like since we have stayed or like had to plan a route and stay in spots that we've never been to before. That's been so long since we've been, done that. I mean, it's been months since we've had to plan any kind of route like we just did. But even like planning it of spots we've never been, like we just have such a big library but this route we're taking, we have not really done. So it's so we'll see how it goes. Stay tuned for our adventures in April in Utah. It's just kind of like it's just kind of like putting yourself back, like as a as a day one van life. We're just kind of learning everything, and I mean that happens all the time with not just travel, but yeah, day everything day. in the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. So but I'm looking forward to Utah. You know, but. Our time in Arizona has come to an end, and it was great, but uh, we haven't quite left the desert yet, because Utah is very deserty. Yeah. No, we're still going to be in the desert. <laughs> still going to get some different, desert. Different, different desert. Different yeah. desert. So, yeah. yeah, that's where we are. Yeah. Caught, caught up. Yes. Okay. I have some questions from Instagram. 
Okay. Are you prepared for this? Yes. Okay. Some van life questions from listeners mm-hmm. on Instagram mm-hmm. about van life coming up or now. Not even just van life, but even just life in general. I always oh. say they don't have to be about van life. Okay. First question How do y'all break up the driving? We don't. <laughs> do you want to explain this? <laughs> I drive. Period. <laughs> That's it. Caleb doesn't like other people to drive. Other people? You don't like me specifically to drive? Oh, I mean, I don't, it's not that I don't like other people driving. It's just that I like driving so much myself (laughs) and based on my, you know, as I've grown up and heard other people, you know, the majority of people talk about driving on road trips, it doesn't sound like it's a very enjoyable experience for a whole lot of people. Either that or they have like issues with falling asleep or like staying focused and those don't come to me as much. You actually, do you actually enjoy it? I actually enjoy it. No, I love it. It's like. Uh, no, it's not neutral. That's okay. why I like, it's not because I don't want you to drive. It's because I want to drive. <laughs> I need no, that you... control in my hands. Okay. It's all about control. I'm a control freak. Well, you've told That's me, basically it. you've told me that like you would be really, really bored if you had to be the passenger. And I would. I'm not bored as a passenger. I can entertain myself. I can sleep. I can read. I can listen to music and be fine. So that's just kind of how we've worked it out. It's like you literally just don't want to be bored sitting in the passenger seat. So well, you drive it's everywhere. a very good, and this is kind of, it's kind of like an alone time for me that oh. we don't always get. But, I mean, we'll talk. It's One, it's kind of hard to talk it's to each loud. other because it's so loud. So we'll have, like, brief conversations about, you know, different routes we're taking or something logistical. But lots of times we can just kind of, like, put on album after album mm-hmm. and kind of just, like, I can kind of just get lost in my head and my thoughts amongst beautiful scenery for like a few hours and it's really kind of like rejuvenating for me and i also just like i like driving you know i don't get tired that's just interesting to hear it's rejuvenating for you because it's exhausting to me just to ride it, i mean <laughs> like if we have a really long day by the end of it i'm exhausted yeah. but it feels like i've had really good time to like ponder life you know and, oh, and wow. like listen to mu- you know listen to really good music in fact that's where we listen to the most music nowadays is yeah, on trips is. Uh, which I always love listening to music. Not a podcast guy, which is surprising as I sit here recording this podcast. Yes. But I hope you're a podcast people because we need you to listen to this podcast, the Untitled Van Life Project podcast. But so, basically, I do all the driving yeah. and always have. Yeah. For the course of our relationship. Well, we did have a a thing worked out when we were in Denver. You would always drive on road trips, but I would always drive when we were like around the city. So that like, is true. Well, it got to the point in Denver where we were like at least weekly going out into the mountains for like three hour drives mm-hmm. one way. And so I would always drive on those. So if we just like wanted to go to dinner or, you know, like go to the grocery store. Errand, yeah, I would do that. And we both went. Yeah, you would do that. But mm-hmm. now that we hardly ever do like city commuting like that, um, I'm I'm the driver. I'm a driver. <laughs> okay. I'm a driver, bruh. All right. Next one. What is something you thought you couldn't live without, but you have been? Ooh, you go first. Okay. Um, That's a good question, though. It is a good question. I mean, probably, like, the first thing that comes to my mind is, like, a bathtub. Um, And, I mean, I know that's kind of... Obviously, I know I can live without a bathtub, but I, I guess it's something I thought I would miss more than I do. I do miss it a lot, but it's been really nice, like, having that absence of water that frequently and being in water that frequently then when I'm able to since I have that absence it like makes it even more like I have found taking a shower with our solar shower to be like 
just so rejuvenating, mm-hmm. even though it's so, so much more simple and not anywhere near what a normal shower bath used to be like. Like it, it has still just like, it has filled that, filled that void. And I appreciate it a lot more for what it is. I would say. I did think to tally on to your thought that I would also say that was one thing. Like I thought I would be showering more. I do. And uh, Sarah, one of our fan life friends, Mm -hmm. the darling dirtbag, you Mm -hmm. know, I think she talks about on our podcast with her where you kind of just got to embrace some of the earth that gets on you, the dirt. Um, Like there's there's a very small, short ceiling to like the potential of keeping your van clean. And it's really, yeah, it's almost like basically impossible is impossible if you add in canines, which we have two dogs. Um, And so I've really... You know, I, I remember the first few weeks I was trying to like very intentionally like find a spot to shower one week. I wanted to get in a habit of showering weekly. I thought mm-hmm. that would be good. But since then, um, I've gone some long stretches in between of like being under that kind of cleansing water. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to live without it. It's not saying that I'm, I mean, we use body wipes. Mm-hmm. We'll take a little spray bath, shower, spray bottle showers from here. I'll wipe, I'll clean my face and like we'll wash our feet mm-hmm. at times. But I've just been able to go longer periods of time without actually like doing a full on shower. So mm-hmm. if you're coming out to hang with us, just know uh, you can tell us if we're smelly or not. Um, because yeah, honesty is just the best way, the best route to go there. <laughs> and maybe I just need an intervention to tell me how stinky i am do i stink you really don't which is so odd well i think now just you know when people have come out i will straight up ask them the question okay be honest like we haven't showered in 10 days like Mm -hmm. do we stink and i feel like everyone's just like no everything in the van in your life is just like very earthy smelling well it gets a lot of fresh air but then also like you said we do have like maintenance uh cleanliness that we do so it's not like we're going 10 days with no yeah, cleanliness yes. on the body happening at all and just like rolling in dirt constantly yeah, yeah. but there's certain spots where you know our van gets coated in dust yeah. on the regular so on that the means daily. our skin is definitely coated in that yes dust, yeah. uh but so that's one thing that i thought i would need more mm-hmm. and I, it hasn't felt like it's been a need for me yeah yeah so I guess I just cheated and said you kind of did, answer. but that's okay, okay. Wait, what was the question? I can think of another one. No, it was, was it something. One thing. What is something you thought you couldn't live without, but you have been living without? I mean, everything else like like video games, we don't live without. We play plenty of video games because I, mean, I definitely of, could not live without that. A lot of the things that like, which is something that's so cool about this lifestyle, or just about being a nomad, is like you can still. Especially with the way technology and just like the world is today, you can still take a lot of things that you love with you in this lifestyle. Like, yeah, a lot of people are surprised to hear we we were able to play video games in the van, but like you can, you can still do that. Like you can, you don't have to leave behind everything. Well, and same with showering. I think that's just mm-hmm. kind of the pattern we've we've gotten into. But now that especially COVID has chilled out or become normalized across society, like you know. 24-hour gyms are opening back up, which mm-hmm. is a huge way to get a monthly membership mm-hmm. and be able... I mean, they're all... They're everywhere. Yeah. So, you, like, we could get a membership and be showering at those, like, going out of our way to find showers of those weekly, bi-weekly. Yeah. Um, so there's ways to do it. Or we could just be spending more time, like, going into town to fill up our solar shower so mm-hmm. we could shower more. But mm-hmm. I've just found it's not something that I felt is extremely necessary. I can kind of live amongst the earth with the earth on me um, where I didn't think I'd be able to. Nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. If I think of another one that's different than yours, I'll come back to okay. it. Okay. But... Okay. Okay. 
So the next question is, have you picked up any new hobbies since being in the van? Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I've further, furthered, furthered, I've furthered a lot of hobbies. Like I think guitar playing mm-hmm. was one that I kind of re-picked back up on during quarantine when we both got instruments. But I think, especially within the last half a year. Oh, yeah. I really got more into playing guitar as a hobby. You've really gotten in more playing ukulele as a hobby. We've started like essentially performing around campfires <laughs> for people, which is an, which is a really cool and awesome thing. And that just is just as it's like spurred it on more to make me just like it's a conscious thing. Like every day, I kind of wake up and be like, I hope there's a little window of opportunity for me to play guitar. And you, you know? usually make that though. Yeah. Like yeah. You, exactly. Because I want to. And you've I think furthered your hobby of like writing music as well. You've been trying. doing that. You've been doing that a lot more yes. than you had in the last fifteen years or yeah. twelve years. Yeah, I've been trying to just let it flow, and I think um, though no song has been produced, no full song yet. But yet, but one of the things, kind of the turning point for me was one. I'm very inspired by like nature and music in nature, and some of my favorite bands. Uh, a la Sigaros are like very, you know, they could almost score scenes of the earth. Mm-hmm. Like the, the music is just like interwoven with the beauty of nature. And I remember sitting at Twin Lakes one time and just like kind of, you know, picking on my guitar and being like, I'm going to try to just, I saw the, there was a slight wind. So the waves were coming in and just like had a very still pattern. There was like a mountain, Mount Elbert in the background. And I was like, if I were to try and like write something, a feeling to this moment, what would it be? And that's kind of where that music writing has like taken me i've like in the various landscapes we've been in things just kind of like come out and i've been trying to you know roll with them one and also sit with them and see what they become um so that's been a huge inspiration so yes that's been furthered yeah yeah i've noticed that what about you any hobbies these are new hobbies that we picked up on i mean that that was the way the question was worded but it can be furthering an old hobby i mean definitely something new that i've picked up is hooping Yes. I've never done that before. Um, I got, I guess it was like a little over a year ago because it was my birthday last year. I bought an LED hula hoop. So I've been learning, yeah, how to like dance with the hoop and it's been super fun. Oh, I love it so much. Um, that's been something totally brand new. The paddle board paddle is something boarding. brand new. Yes. Um, once again, that's, I had paddle boarded. We, I think we both had paddle boarded before. Yeah. Yeah. We both have paddleboard before, but, but like once own a I was about to say, once you own one, it's it's different. Because, then you become a paddleboarder. Because <laughs> then, yeah, you can just take it out and do it whenever. So the paddleboard, I would say, has been a great like summer water hobby. I'm manifesting this one, but mountain biking. Yes. I know you've heard me talk about it on this podcast. Yes. I know you have. I'm yes. trying to mountain bike. Want to get a mountain bike? It is a hobby in the works. Yeah, there's just so much room for hobbies because. You're, I mean, I don't, you're outside all the time and there's so many different things you can do outside. And when you remove like the sticks and bricks and like, that's really the area and atmosphere you're in all the time. I feel like these hobbies kind of come naturally. Is having campfires with friends a hobby? Cause that's something sure. I feel like building, now, you like to build fires. I like to build, I like to and build like fire rings mm-hmm. and fires, which is I think common around a lot of the male society who are nomads, but yeah, I like doing that, but I also like, especially, you know, the last three weeks when we're talking about this intentional community we've been forming, I like socializing around fires with friends, and that's like, you know, I kind of like going into every day with like, I hope I get to play guitar today, now I'm going into every week being like, I hope there's some like really good 
fun social campfires this week. It's like those have been really been filling me up with the people we've been around. Yeah. So campfires have been a, another hobby that I loved. You know, anytime we went camping before moving the van, we'd always have a campfire. But now it's like, oh, man, I want to manifest campfires on a weekly basis. Yeah. And there's been months of van life travel for us where we gone without campfires. Oh, yeah. Mainly because of fire bans. Yeah. But also say, because of COVID. Yeah. Fire bans, COVID. And then also, I mean, when it's just the two of us, we don't do it that often. And I don't really know why that is. Because <laughs> we got to get back to our farm in Stardew Valley. We yeah. got to get to work. We don't have time for campfires <laughs> when it's just us I mean, two. We, have, we other... have crops to harvest. To me, a campfire is a very like social thing. And not that I don't like to be social with you, but... Um... Our campfires are very chill. Yeah, if it's say. just you and me, it's a, it's a, it's different than if it's you, me, and all of our other friends. And five dogs. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. campfires as a hobby. Yeah. Um, I like that one, campfires as a hobby. I mean, I think another one that that we were both doing beforehand, but I think that was really, again, taken off, is journaling. Like, mm. I, I think we were both kind of like on and off journalers before moving to the van. But since we've been in the van, I think I've filled up like four different journals. You, I will say, I think you have journaled much more than I have. Like, <laughs> I've been going through phases in the van. Like, I'll I will, go through phases. Yeah, but like when I was in Denver in our house, I feel like I was a lot more consistent. In the van, I've been a little more inconsistent, but I feel like for you, it's been the opposite. I feel like you've been more consistent in the van than you were in the house. Yeah. I've just been... But yes, we, I mean, we still journal. We both still journal all the time. A lot. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we have like now kind of like our hand pump sink where we always have to have a spare on hand. Yeah. Uh, we always now like buy the next journal to have in, pre in preparation for when we finish mm -hmm. our current journal. I have three backup journals at the moment because <laughs> I bought a pack of three. And I think you have one backup journal. I have one, it's large, but this is actually the, the span where I've actually been journaling the least. Yeah. And I think that's kind of just come with, like, how social our lives has been. Mm -hmm. Not that I haven't been introspective, but it just... It's different. My words have been coming out in other ways. They've been coming out, like, through my mouth. Instead into of... Into people's ears. Through your hand. It's through my hand, <laughs> into my eyes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, journaling. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Good question, though. That's a good question. All right, I feel so like we could keep on going with that one. I know. Honestly, like hobbies are, I made, I think we're talking about this with our New Year's resolutions uh -huh. and just stuff we like kind of wanted to do. I like had a list of like, under this hobby, I want to accomplish this. Under this hobby, I want you to like accomplish goals this. For under your hobbies. yes, yeah. I had goals for my hobbies, yeah. and there was a lot of hobbies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The hobby, it's it's been cool. The hobbies have kind of been endless. It, they're just endless here, and like it's not. It's like endless inspiration to like, endless explore. Inspiration. Even if it doesn't work out, it's like, why not take the chance? There's endless inspiration. And then there's also, yeah, you're just like living outside and seeing all the ways you can play on the earth, like with a mountain bike or with a paddleboard. Or like, with a drone. With a drone. I feel like droning has become a hobby of me. I droning do. on in our podcast is a new hobby. Droning on in our podcast. That sounded like a cow. <laughs> Move along. So this is something, a hobby I want to pick up. This, Mountain biking. No. Inspired by... Bri Candle holder. It, no. Inspired by Bryson Jen, I do want to start painting. Oh, yes. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. But just things like that, like living outside, being in nature, like see, looking out at that, like you were saying with the music, like looking out at these scenes, you feel inspired to do something, whether it's paint or draw it or whether it's write music to it. Or sketch. Or I literally just, right before this podcast, did yoga on our van roof and then sketched Lone mm -hmm. Rock in my journal. You have been sketching a lot more. So that's the new one. Sketching, journaling, they're endless. It really is. Man. 
Man, wow, that that's on it. That's just been one of the best parts of this life. Like I felt so continually inspired, and even like when we have late nights of fun mm -hmm. with friends and like stay and like feel like we should be physically tired, I still just feel really inspired that like every day, like hey, find something new to do or like find a way to connect to. And there's so many your... different outlets for that inspiration to come mm -hmm. out. You know, endless outlets. Yeah. Be creative. Okay, last question. This, this is my is, favorite. This one's really important. And it's super relevant. <laughs> How long does a fart linger in the van? Great question. <laughs> Honestly, I, I remember the night you asked it, it was extremely relevant. <laughs> Literally, um, the second I opened up the question in Instagram and saw that this was asked, I had just farted like a minute, <laughs> maybe 30 seconds before. Um. So, farts lingering in the van. There is a lot of airways through the van we do have two fans in the roof we do constantly kind of keep our sliding mm -hmm. door open which is very large sometimes it's, the back doors, back are, doors open. are open so there's kind of a constant wind tunnel it's yeah. mainly at night if it's a little colder where everything's kind of locked in with our reflectex and mm -hmm. insulation where you just can't run from the smell you know there's nowhere to run or hide from it so if one of us rips one and it just has, one of us, no one in particular. No one in particular, not me, <laughs> rips one, and it does happen to carry with it a burden of smell. You will smell it. Uh, I mean, I think the lingering, it just depends. It varies from fart to fart. Some linger longer than others, and I don't think it has anything to do with the van and or anything to do with what we're living in. I think it's just the life of the fart. Yes, it's it's, it's the quality our... of the fart that yeah. really determines yeah. how long it lingers yeah. more than yeah anything we're doing in the van. Yeah. And on that note, oh, oh, <laughs> holla! I think you just peeked at the mic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's the last question I got. I think that's a good one to end on. <laughs> I think it was a good one. And to end now, on. okay, now let's sit and see how long this one lingers. See, this is the thing. Caleb's, for some reason, never smell. It's a new hobby of mine, eliminating <laughs> smells from my farts to where they're only comical and efficient <laughs> to get gas out of my body and to make people laugh. Those are my <coughs> fart goals. What are your fart goals for 2022? <laughs> Guys, tell us what your fart goals are for 2022 and uh, if they linger or not in your space of living. Mine are to make mine not smell. I think you and Jet should... Uh, we, work on, we'll that, work together. on that together. Okay. Uh, Kona has some good farts. They're typically audible and comical, <laughs> which is the goal for everyone when you fart. And just relief. Gets oh testrenal relief. Okay. Uh, all right. That's enough about farts. <laughs> well, if you've made it this far and you listen, this made fart. This fart. <laughs> and you heard my fart live. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in. You're always welcome to come visit us. And yeah, come see how our smart. Smarts smell, or farts smell yourself. Yes. And we will catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. Bye.